Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The future of the Negro in this country is precisely as bright or as dark as the future of the country. It is entirely up to the American people and our representatives. It is entirely up to the American people whether or not they're going to face and deal with and embrace this stranger whom they maligned so long. What white people have to do is try to find out in their own hearts why it was necessary to have a nigger in the first place. Because I'm not a nigger. I'm a man. But if you think I'm a nigger, it means you need it. You know, other kind of words, even cool. Like, if you think about just the way in which just it enters the American, like, a uh, cultural lexicon, right? We were able to reframe that. But we haven't been able to do the N-word in the same way. And I think that is because there are, there. it's not that it has a power over you. It is because we don't want to be honest with ourselves about, I think, really why that, whose word that is, right? And that's what, again, back to James Baldwin, he was like, that's, that's white people's word, right? And he was like, you basically... And he, he, somebody asked him about this, you know, I can't remember the year, I think it was like 63. And um, he says, you know, uh, you don't need to ask me about being a nigga, basically. He was like, it's not my word, right? You need to ask people why they invented it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their word. Why, why did they Why it was it? so important to have right. a nigga in the first place. He was place like, place, why he was it, it? Yeah. Ex- exactly. He was like, why do you need it? 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. We got another amazing episode for you. This one, this one's sensitive. I think it's um, I don't even know where to go. This is it's a it's a real real iffy kind of topic. He says sensitive. It is. People gonna land on on either side. I'm gonna land on both sides. So we ain't gonna waste any time today. We are talking about <laughs> the N word, nigger, nigga, however what? you say. All right, we, what? We, we talking about it today. <laughs> yes. And uh, before we jump in, all right, brother, do you use the word? Everybody listen, no, hey, we I'm, use I'm, No, I absolutely do not use that word. That is a horrible word. Shit. I use that word Today. profoundly all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have no problem with using it. But yes, I do. I do. I have a love-hate. I have tried so many times to leave that word alone. It's like, my... Nothing else fits. Nick. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to say king right there. Just don't... I struggle. Like, I stopped... I stopped drinking on the spot like six years ago at my kitchen sink during a house party my wife and I were having. I just sat there taking a drink, and I was like, you know what? I'm not getting anything positive out of this, and I literally have not had a drink since. But Mm -hmm. the N-word, I can't shake. I don't know if that says something good or bad about me. Did you just correlate drinking (laughs) to the N-word? Was that a a direct correlation (laughs) to your experience? I correlated my experience with letting go of things that play roles in my life. That's what that was. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right, well, we've been talking too much already. I want to to introduce our Mm -hmm. guest today. 
You heard her chuckle a little bit, but when we talked on the phone, she had a wealth of information that I couldn't even begin to ask questions about. So today is going to be the Corey show. So I want to introduce Dr. Corey Claiborne to Wild Black. Dr. Corey is a dedicated cultural theorist, which I don't, I don't know what that means. We'll ask her in a second. <laughs> cultural theorist. Theorist. With, 20, oh. with a 20-year commitment to higher education. She is currently an associate professor of English and American literature at Morehouse, and she received her undergraduate degree in English from Syracuse University, a master's in English. English as well? Okay, just making sure. In English as well from the University of South Carolina and a doctor from The Ohio State University. Corey, welcome to Wild Black. Thank you so much. What is a cultural theorist? A cultural theorist does what we're doing today. We talk about culture. And the N-word mm-hmm. is a part of our culture that for so good true. or ill, right? So true. So we're going to break down, hopefully analyze what it means to uh, use this word in particular and what effect it's had on black people, if at all. I love so, that. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. I've got a, I've got a couple huh. questions, but I, I'm very honest with the listeners all the time. Because I use this word and I've struggled with this word, I don't understand the fascination with the word, yet I feel like I'm partially addicted to the word. I don't have a whole lot of great thought-out questions for today's episode. But I know from talking to Dr. Corey before, she's got a wealth of information that you will feel begin to spill over these airways very, very shortly. But before we do that, (laughs) we got to get into this wild black shit. Today's is kind of funny. I'm really excited about today's, too. So... We didn't give you, we didn't prep you to the wild black shit. You sure so this, didn't. This is, this, is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. So three questions. Okay. The last question is really our signature question. We ask every guest, every guest is, is uniquely positioned to answer it in an amazing way. But the first two are really, really fun questions. And they, they, they are to get you opened up. So you let me know when you're ready. You ready? I'm ready. See? All right. Let's get it. Let's I'm from get South it. Carolina. We stay ready. That's what... Oh, see, ooh, see. She's cheating on us a little bit. <laughs> right. see that? I like that. Yeah. She says she don't curse. She ain't got this. She implied right. the hell out with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, <laughs> like, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question. First question. I'm in the grocery store, and I make the following purchases. What am I making? Vanilla extract. Powdered sugar, and in equal parts, eggs, flour, sugar, and unsalted butter. You could be making a lot of things. You could be making pancakes. You could be making a pound cake. You could be making... But that's um, some good damn pancakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But see, that's you got to put some extra in. <laughs> some sweet pancakes. You need to ask Dr. Sam over there. He knows. Like, he'll be putting things in there. So She, 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 hit, she hit pound cake on the head. It's all yeah. good. It worked. Mm-hmm. Pound yeah. cake. Girl, but you it. never had, like, some pound cake, like, Pancake? pancakes? Oh, my God, no. Oh, my no. gosh. I feel really? like that's I just the lost thing? a portion of my black card. Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that was real. Wow. Okay. Yeah, if you ever go to, I have a restaurant recommendation. If you ever go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, there's this place. It's on the beach. There's two of them. But they have stuff like red velvet waffles and uh, sweet potato pound cake. And I'm still stuck on the pound cake pancakes. <laughs> yeah, right. that'll be delicious. My, my mama told me to stop waffles. doing this, but I'm looking at my mama thinking, Mom, I'm 43. I grew up in your house. <laughs> and you ain't never me on this. Right, you ain't never hooked me up with no... Pound cake, pancakes. Yeah. Hey, my cholesterol kind of high. That, that'll mess yeah, me up. Yeah, no, you, you I might need right. to mess with that. You got to take it. some, I don't know, run around the block. And, right, right, right. <laughs> Give me a couple bottles yeah. of it. All right, question number one, you smashed. You did. Gonna, question number two is going to be fun. Today, 
we are talking about the power of words. So it wouldn't be right if some of our wild black shit didn't uh, tie back into words. So we need you to listen to each word or statement below and then tell us how black folks with all the colorful metaphors and adjectives may say the same thing. You need an example or you're good on this one? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I yeah, need an yeah, example. Share an example. All right. We, we, we'll give you an, let me see. Which one? Which one? Okay. We're, I'm going to give her a D as an example. You have to translate this into black itch. Okay. We got, we, got, we got to speak to us. He gave us a whole... <laughs> He, he doesn't even use the term like not Ebonics or, Ebonics or African American vernacular. I don't want to take it? nothing that's real blackish. I'll put so, that on Wikipedia tonight. Excuse me, sir or, or ma'am, but I believe you are mistaken. I would never behave in that manner. And so I want you to translate that into us. How black folks would say that is, oh, you got me all the way fucked up. There's no way I'm doing that. You got me all the way fucked up. That is a very, very quick example. Of what we are looking for. Look, I told everybody to turn their joint down. Mine as loud as I don't know what. That's a that's a that's a that's a tough. Yeah, well, I, I tried yeah, to take one you, of the tough you, ones out. Yeah, excuse me, sir, ma'am, but <laughs> I believe you are mistaken. I would never <laughs> right. behave in that manner. Otherwise, you got me fucked up. Right. <laughs> well, that could be, bitch, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. There, there are a couple so translations. Many, yeah. Yeah. So the translations, you can, you can. Okay. There's a lot for that. Actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. It's crowded in here. I was about to say something, but this will, I don't think it'll translate. So, so in South Carolina, there's a lot of ways, and I'm always going to reference South Carolina, sorry. So there's a couple things. Sometimes it's just very simple. People go, yo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't yep. say anything else. That's a good right. call. Right. That's a good call. And you're like, yo. Shit. <laughs> yeah. right. Yep. Or it could be, this is a very specific thing. It's hotter than a mug, right? Whenever it's yep. hotter than a mug, you know. Funny. That I means took there's that one too out. many we almost, people. We almost had that you one really? in there, too. I didn't know that. Is that is that universal? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was particular mm-hmm. to South. Carolina. I'm from Mississippi mm-hmm. originally. So. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm from Chicago, and that's still it's still Do they? plays out. Mm-hmm. Than a mug. Yep. And what's another one? That, the another way that they say that. Probably this is only my mother. She used to say, "Oh, y'all got people monkeying up in here." And now I think that is that's got to that, have some racist yeah, connotation right. in it's that thing someplace. Slightly, <laughs> right. I mean, it's got to have some. So I was like, "We monkey, <laughs> monkey in, right?" So that might be real country. So maybe y'all don't monkey. So that might only be something. Hey, that's that's the first time I ever heard. That, right. that, that, right. that, that was that was that was new. I've been educated. Y'all let, Right. right, when you monkey, that's what right. you mean. Is, yeah. He's also from South Carolina. So okay, okay. Kind of I think those were good answers. Those, those good are, answers. I, I like those. Second one. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Children today, I need you to dress nicely as this is a semi-formal to formal event. I mean, other than put your pants up, like, I don't... Do you need to dress nicely? <laughs> I can imagine listeners I, yelling at the radio at the, at the podcast player right now. At that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good one for that. Yeah, put your church clothes put on. Your put, church your church clothes clothes on. on. put your church clothes <laughs> on. Put your church clothes on. Right. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Those those translate. All right. 
I've had it up to here with this type of behavior. <laughs> I've had it up to here. I, well, first of all, I'm trying to think if in, anybody has ever had a full sentence for something like I've had it up for here. Because if... They're usually not full sentences. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not. Right. I'm like, you know, that's a lot of words. Um, it could be a lot of things. It could be just... I think that's a nonverbal uh, kind of... <laughs> Gesture, like exactly, like you could just look, and my, you know, I'm sure your mothers can just look, and that means I've had it up to here. Correct. That's that's. I mean, I don't think there there was a word for that. That's an even better answer. (laughs) So, like the look actually translates into words. Yeah, like I just we did when you got no words. That's when you knew it was really Mm -hmm. you were you were done and finished. Yes. So okay. So I'm gonna give you what we had. Okay. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, next one. Tomorrow morning is Sunday. Don't forget we're going to church. <laughs> I don't know. It's like... I knew this was going to be hard today. Yeah, that was... Tomorrow that morning, was... don't forget we're going to church. Like, that's like, again, unspoken. Like, when did I not go to church? Like, mm-hmm. for a smooth 18 years. So I'm trying to figure out, did I have to get a warning ever about... Yeah. This is more of an internal thought. Oh, okay. Don't forget, we got to get up in the morning and go get that good word. That's, yeah. Mm-mm. I have never thought that. You never heard somebody get that, get oh, that really? good word? No. Hear from the good book? Mm-mm. What? No. Even no. in the shot, I didn't heard that one. We're Methodist. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we just have a different... <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, never heard that at all. Okay. But did I go to church? Yes, I did. <laughs> so oh, shit, look, she said this one already. Mm-hmm. I, so it's really hot in this house. Yeah, yep. hotter than a mug, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I thought I took it out. I did not. Mm-mm. It is there profoundly. She just <laughs> thinks she is too high class, or he is. He thinks he is living high on the hog. On the hog. So. Again, that's just like if it's bougie, Bam, if that's it's a ditty. Boom, boom. Okay. Yep, black car secured. <laughs> right. Yes, you're good. I'm glad. So check it out. Yes. Signature question. What do you love most about life while black? Well, actually, I was thinking about this because I just came back from the Caribbean and it was so great. And one of the things I love about being black is you can go anywhere while black and experience, I think, life at a different level than other people do. And it's a connection, too. Like, you can, um, as a matter of fact, I was uh, at breakfast and most of the people in this restaurant were British except for uh, the local Barbadians who were there and they were, this girl was having a birthday party and they started singing the Stevie Wonder version of Happy Birthday, which people should know. But uh, as an American, I didn't know this girl. I started joining it. We were all singing. We all started clapping. And I think I saw the look on some of the British tourists' face and they're like, do you know her? How do y'all know to sing this song? That connection. Like, why are you singing? Like, what is, mm-hmm. what's happening? Like, they look so confused. And I was so, you know, I was like, you don't have this. You don't have this ability yeah. to, you know, go somewhere and know exactly what somebody's thinking, exactly what they're feeling, and, you know, have that kind of connection. So I love traveling while black, definitely. That's, what's That's cool. I like that. All right, so... We're going to move into our dope quote, but today, again, it's not a, a dope quote. It's more of a powerful paragraph. So, Shit, it's a, it's a powerful 
<laughs> narrative. <laughs> it is. It's long. It's long. It's story. And, and you know, mm-hmm. listeners, we do this every now and then, but just pay attention and listen. So, it comes from a 2017 article published on The Undefeated by Brando Starkey entitled, If You Truly Knew What the N-Word Meant to Your Ancestors, You'd Never Use It. Two paragraphs. White folks indoctrinated them into accepting their supposed inferiority. These narratives illustrate the success of this campaign of mental terrorism, and no word conveyed the depth of this internalized oppression more than nigger. Now, whenever I hear the word, a visual and emotional representation of the heinous process by which a people, my people, were induced to think they were less than trespasses into my thoughts. After years of habitual use of the word nigger, I banished it from my speech to honor the humanity that many never saw in themselves. The internalized oppression revealed itself in various ways. Sometimes the former enslaved people clearly, perhaps subconsciously, considered themselves subhuman, just like how their former owners regarded them. Jim Allen, for example, dubbed himself his master's pet nigger boy and a stray and thought himself privileged because he could sleep on the floor beside his master's bed. That he likened himself to a fortunate mangy mutt or frisky feline crushed me. The word laid bare a worldview that held black folk as a lower order of beings, as when Irene Robertson claimed her former master, Mr. Sanders, was mean, in part because he beat his wife like he beat a nigger woman. So I know that was a lot, right? But I felt like just kind of having this quick conversation about the impact that that word has had on us historically would be a great place to start today. So from what you can recall from what I just read, what what are the first thoughts that kind of come to mind from that that passage? Well, I think that that is what um, a lot of people have said, right? That's what James Baldwin said. Mm-hmm. I mean, he basically said that you, black people can only be destroyed if you believe that you're what white people call you, right? Mm-hmm. right. And so on a lot of levels, Indeed. you know— We know this is the truth. We know that words have power. We know that they can hurt. We know that there is a sense that we are carrying on a word that has been so important to white people to put black people in our place. And it is very difficult for us to divorce its meaning, its its original intent. Maybe not even original, but since it's been used in America, we'll we'll say, um, it's very difficult to divorce that from... um, you know, just the harm it's done. I just don't, I don't understand how, we could say we like the word and we could say that there are words, we can use it in songs. I was just, you know, listening to a song earlier today, right? And we could understand its use, but it is very difficult to say, for example, and I say this all the time with the, you know, the word bitch, right? For women, you can call your your good friend that as women, right? But you know, and and as a woman, that if a man calls you that, you're going to be ready to fight. You're going to be upset, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like, so, and, and, and that means that that word still has power over you. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Like so. here, like I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I struggle with the word. I do say it. I have gone through countless phases where I have been able to carve it out of my vocabulary for a week, a month, two months. But every time I do say it, like I, when I when I really pay attention to how I feel inside, yeah. there is that tinge of, you know, you you just did something wrong. And for me, what, what kind of drives it home is I Aww. recognize, <laughs> I recognize <Aww>. that... <laughs> He's laughing at my pain. (laughs) (laughs) 
What drives it home for me is when I look at all. <laughs> when I look at my children, I recognize that I have never, nor will I ever be able to use that term for them. And that's like the piece that really gets me like, I must know someplace like deep inside. Like I can't call my children that. So why am I calling anyone that? You know, no no different than there's certain names I would never call my mother, my wife, my right. father. Right. But that word, I can't refer to my children. And I cringe when I hear other parents refer to their children as such. There was just this video where a mom went into a school and I guess a friend recorded her and she snatched her like six or seven-year-old son out of the classroom and she was berating him outside. Right. She called him nigga this and nigga that right. and breaking his face. And I was just like, wow. All the things she said, I just, I just could not believe she referred to her son, six years old, as this nigga like you would talk to anybody walking down right. the street. And like, so that's what I feel inside every time I say it. And it's just reinforced by, I won't call the people closest to me that. And I think, and I think I was telling you this. That's why I stopped using it in my twenties, right? Like on some level, it's like seeing a young black man with a son, you know, pull up his son by calling him the N word, and I was like, how horrible, right? Yeah. At the same time, you know, this is twenty years ago, so I remember, you know, a really big song that was out was a C murder and. Uh, Snoop, you know, down from my ends, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. I was like, I can still, you still hear that beat when it comes on, you're it like, oh. <laughs> you know, it you go, go hard. Yes. And you, I, I had to sort of uh, wrestle uh, with, right? I had to wrestle with, like, literally, I was in the car talking about, oh, what, you know, <laughs> listen to this yeah. song, like, I'm dap, I dap them, you know, all this right. other kind of stuff. And then, having this moment where I see this man, Jack his little son and I realized it might be because he was bumping to the same song in his car yeah. before he got out yeah. and he didn't see that there was anything inappropriate yeah. right so then you know I still listen to the song but I got the clean version where they say <laughs> do you remember what the um, song they substitute the N word for in that song I don't remember is in the it, clean I, I probably never heard the clean mm -hmm. version is see, it, is it exactly. ninja? I don't know what it is it's hitters Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah. I have heard that. You're so right. Hitters. Because hmm. I rap on my hitters, right? And and I was always wondering, I was like, does that make the song less powerful? Does less? Because, you know, that's sort of like the radio right. uh, version. Yeah. So, like, here's a question just off of that. Well, let me, let me, because I got to jump in on that one because yeah. it, it's, it's interesting. I think the reason I use it and I, I, I won't refrain from using it is because I think words have meaning and words have definition. Right. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. But I also think that as humanity and as culture, we can redefine words and what they mean. And also within that redefinition, a recharacterization of what it means in context when we're having that conversation, right? Or when we're using that word. So it's, it's, it's to me, it's, you cannot let a word or a group of words really have a significant amount of control over you. So I try to make sure that in my mental, I'm using things in the right context. And, and if if it's like, man, I mean, it, it's very rare that I use it. But when I do use it, it is in the right context of love and not necessarily in something that is, is negative or derogatory or something crazy that would make us reflect back into you know, slavery times or something like that, right? We are in 2019, and I think it 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 we have to determine like what is going to um, 
take control over us, right? Like we we have the ability to redefine words, I think. And I, I think when when you hear it in and even in the song, right? Because I think the yeah. song is a great example. The song makes you smile because the beat is raw. What it's saying is really empowering, right? It's yeah. it's, it's it's really a supportive it's a song. Positive like I'm message. Down. That, yeah, yeah. Right. this is like I'll yes. ride. These are yes. my friends. Yes. Like, yes. Whatever we gotta do. And everybody we to do that. knows Even though he's what saying, that is. I will is. fuck a nigga up for my nigga. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but still, you need to though. Like, yeah, right. You right. Right. You're never gonna yeah. find it. I bury your bodies. Yes. Maybe that's not the most positive. So I think we understand. Well, I mean, you know, like positive. Inside Depending on of the what kind of, of the where, where you at, what's going on <laughs> right. in your life at that like, point, yeah, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need somebody to hide the bodies with you. <laughs> right, just, uh, right. That's just a good friend. <laughs> just change so. the word a little bit, right? Yeah, if you, you, you know, down. if you in that life, you, that, you need a friend like that. Yeah. Bro, what side of Chicago you said you was from? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody need a friend like that. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I don't want really to need to know all y'all friends. Hey, bro, it's time. That's all you got to say. It's time. All right. So, but back to the whether you can redefine a word. And I, I hear that the most in terms of why people think the word is useful or why they still want to use it. Because they'll say, oh, well, I don't mean it in any kind of way. I'm trying to reframe it. I mean, I've heard, you know, Kendrick Lamar say this. A lot of my students say this is why they use it because they don't use it in the same way and they want to reframe it. And I say, you know, if you think about this word that has like a 600-year history, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about really the last 50 years, we've been trying to reframe this word, like after Black Power Movement, all this other kind of stuff. 50 years, we haven't been successful, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and there is it, a reason. It hasn't, yeah. it hasn't worked. And that should tell you, I think, on some... Because other word, words we have reframed. Like, Michael Jackson came out with a song talking about bad, right? And he meant he was good. We really... Black people reframed that word, right? We took that mm-hmm. and we made it something else. Um, we, you know, other kind of words, even cool. Like, if you think about just the way in which just it enters the American, like, uh, cultural lexicon, right? We were able to reframe that. But we haven't been able to do the N-word in the same way. And I think that is because there are there. it's not that it has a power over you. It is because we don't want to be honest with ourselves about... I think really why that whose word that is, right? And that's what again back to James Baldwin. He was like, that's that's white people's word, right? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he was like, you basically. And he, he, somebody asked him about this. You know, I can't remember the year. I think it was like 63. And um, he says, you know, uh, you don't need to ask me about being a nigga, basically. He was like, it's not my word, right? You need to ask people why they invented it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their word. Why, why did they why need it? Why it was so important to have right. a nigga in the first place. He was place like, why was it? it? Yeah. Ex- exactly. He, he was like, well, why do you need it? Because I don't need it. Why do you need it, right? And it was one of those kind of things where if it is a white invention, I mean, that sort of reframes this thing. If it's a white invention for the express purpose of, uh, you know, 
of disenfranchising Black folks. It's going to be a word I don't know if we can reframe, right? Like, I think that something like bad and good, yeah, you can do that. Even something like queer, right, you can do that, right? Because we've been able to do that within maybe a 20-year time span, right, where we've changed that in terms of being something more positive, right? But we haven't over, like, 50 years been able to do that with nigger. And I don't know if we will be able to do that. It's just simply because that's the purpose of the word, right? Like, it's one of the things where it's not so much about having a power, but to realize how did it enter, you know, our consciousness. A word that initially meant black, right? There was just... Uh, Negro right. and you know just literally Negra. the the yeah. the word black like like you can go to Africa there's a night Nigeria you know Niger there's all these countries that are named after black lands right, right. Um, but and you know even in we were talking about the 1619 project even when they're describing these black people they brought over from Africa they're like we have these niggers right he just means black people n e g u r s right and the question is once that became that meant something in America from the 1600s right it, we have not been able to change it since because it's been so useful for white people to keep people enslaved to keep people in certain areas. And I, like I said, maybe another 200 years, but it's going to be very difficult. I don't know if we can reframe that. For me, it it actually, Hmm. like I sit like in the middle of that conversation, right? Because I I don't, I don't believe that we can take the power out of the road, out of the word, the way we're trying to today. But I also still use the word. So what what I think about like in, in, in the, the example that you just gave, it feels to me like it's very hard to take this word and and tweak its meaning when, if you think about the word bad that Michael Jackson okay. we were able to kind of redefine, it's it's a very broad term, right? right? It is not a targeted term, right? Bad is something that can be applicable to everyone at any specific time, and you can very easily come in and out of bad behavior right. because it's defined what this behavior is. But the word nigger is very much a targeted weapon, right? Anytime that that word is launched, it's like a heat-seeking missile that, that aims just for black people, period. It doesn't hit anyone else. It can't hit anyone else. And on top of it being a targeted weapon used against us, it's being used in the house that we live in, right? right? So it was derived by the people who put us in this house, but we have now taken ownership of the house. Right. And the word is still there. Right. That's, I mean, that's an inter... Like, so So derived weapon is in the context of it being used by someone who is of non-color. Right. But right. It's, it's, it's like taking it's like taking an M16 or AR assault rifle and then in 20 years trying to use that as a shovel. Right? It's... <laughs> you're, you're not using it for what it was intended, but you're trying to say, well, I want to depower this gun. I want to use it for good. And that's where I struggle. It's like using it for good. Maybe, maybe if we could, like, I I think we could redefine it. Maybe if we could get rid of the word for long enough for the sting to truly go away. Like, if we could stop using that word for a hundred years, everybody. I think it's power in the word. If it means black, which was what what it was originally supposed to mean. Yeah, if we just say, oh, look at these blacks, right? Like, look at these black people. (laughs) Look at this. You You, you already, if you say that, you translate that to look at these niggas. 
I don't. Well, so, but well, I think that that's a larger question. So, why, and how I would laugh things, and be like, okay, yeah. How do those things become synonymous, right? You know, the the idea that we're just talking about black people, but the black people becomes like a negative, right? Like an yeah. automatic. And that's a dictionary definition question, I think, in and of itself, right? That Malcolm X talks about, right? Like, why are you... Uh, you, when you look at you, uh, uh, black in the dictionary, what does it say? Or what did it say in the 1950s or the 1940s, right? Like, it did say evil. It did say yeah. ugly and stained with dirt. It did say all these other kind of things as the definition definition of black. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that definition has now changed, I think, says a lot. But that's because there is a, is a difference between the N-word and blacks. If we made it blacks again then perhaps, but I don't think that's what people are trying to do. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. it's tough because at the end of the day, like there are no definitive answers. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's not. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's personal perspective right. is, is I think all we will gain. And like I'm, I'm so comfortable yeah. say, saying the word. And then even going back to the fact that we use it positively, even us who use it positively, Still use it negatively, right? Because we'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> look at the, right, right. right. But in context, though, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Right. Look at all these no good ass niggas. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> My nigga. Right. <laughs> so, and I we mean, can say it like back to back. Yeah, like you can, you can, you can play with this word in so many different ways yeah. as a black person. Yeah. And it gives you power to play with it. I think, I mean, and I anybody say, who's white I don't understand. have that same level of. It's like, of I, I do see creativity and I with do it. feel. The power when I can use that word that they built to hurt me. But at the same time, I still recognize that when they use that word, (laughs) I'm still hurt. Right. (laughs) And that's my struggle. I think (laughs) it's it's, tough. I I, I, I simplify things in my brain. So I, I, I think. Black people to black people, that is a word that we've we've wrapped our hands around. Yeah. And we utilize it and we've embraced it over some time. I would say the culture has. Yes. Uh, individual pockets, absolutely not. Right. You know, it's, it's very, some people are really opinionated about it. Like, hey, I will absolutely not use it. And some people say they will use it, right? Right. Um, I think but, that the one thing is not to be opinionated about it. You can have, I think people need to have their own personal agree. choice. And yeah, that's how yep. I am. Like, I listen to clean versions of hip-hop songs, and I know nobody supports that. <laughs> like, so my hip-hop my whole is full of bitches, niggas, hoes, fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah, He's going so, in. My hip-hop yeah. is full of obscenities. But <laughs> it is just like in a... Uh, it's an art form. Yeah, and it's like one of those kind of... Things that I just started doing because I was like, okay, how do I look? Right. And yeah. partly, maybe it's also being a teacher because I was like, how do I look? Roll it up. Pulling up to more houses, yeah, banging. Like, oh, <laughs> what? Like, what like windows down. <laughs> look, look. Talking to your students, y'all niggas in class? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so just for my own, oh. like, I got to sort of live what I. I got Head mess around with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so here's something. You brought up the culture. Completely agree with that. But then, how much responsibility do we have for the pain we create in ourselves? Right? Because we have a sensitivity to this word used by other cultures. I give an example. <clears throat> I was in the mall a couple of weeks ago. It's been recently, and I was out there with my daughter. We were in a store buying anime dolls. Right outside the store, there was a group of like four or five Asian teenagers. Yeah. And when you looked at them, they were hip-hop from head to toe. 
Yeah. Right. The way they talked, the way they looked, the way they moved, their style, everything said we genuinely vibe with this. Like we, we're not fronting. And they were dropping the word nigga left and right. Here's yeah. the catch. They said it so authentically, so in culture that it sounded every bit as normal coming out of their mouths as it did mine. So my ears were not offended, but my heart was like, how, how do we. How do you manage that? They're using it with each other. Right, with each other. Yeah. Because yeah. we, so we, they, we push this word into the culture. They've that they redefined the word. Exactly. They yeah, haven't so, redefined the word. They're, but, just, but, it, but, it, they're but looking at it like... themselves, but it still hurt yeah. me. But it's cultural appropriation, and that's a different thing than redefining a word, right? They're like, saying, so, hey, that's like my nigga. They, they, that's like my friend. They, they, they use it, they they're using it. the culture to... to, to well, they do a lot race. of things. I mean, my dad, um, he said he went to Japan, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago. And he was so amazed because black culture was so prevalent, you know, just mm -hmm. on TV. They had DJ competitions. Yeah. He said they go in the mall. And th maybe this is like back in the day because I think cross colors were out. And he was like, all and of they, these they things. Hard. <laughs> they weren't They weren't real cross colors, but they were something like cross colors <laughs> that were there. But he said that also what he saw is that they had Black <laughs> Greek paraphernalia. Really? For sale to buy in like department stores. And people would just put these on like, oh, this is what black people wear. Malcolm what? X shirts, all this other kind of stuff. They're saying they did not know who Malcolm X, not, well, they kind of did, but they didn't. But and they, the did it, they're, they're they don't know don't get the history of black. They're just following the culture. Exactly. Yeah. And so if hip hop is really big, they're wearing shirts that they, like, literally, you cannot wear somebody else's fraternity shirt and not expect to get beat down if you come right. to America, right? Like, so I think that on some level, yes, they could copy the culture, but there's a... There, there's a problem with that, like not understanding. And I think even Dave Chappelle said something like this. He would go overseas because people saw him, um, you know, on his show. They thought he could come up there like, hey, you know, N-word, how you doing? Like they thought that that's the way you greet yeah. African-Americans. Yeah. Right. So there is a, a lack of understanding, a lack of studying that is not does not validate. That's yeah. the, They didn't change the definition. They're ignorant of the definition. Right. And then by re reproducing sure. stuff, because my question was, how do they treat black people? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Interested, I mean, you know, everybody wants to be a blank, but nobody wants to be a blank, right? That's Everybody Paul wants Mooney. to be black, so it's right. time to be black. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But it's I mean, like if you it's, love the culture, but you don't. It's, 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 I think that's, I think it's a little bit different, though, right? Like, if they're truly ignorant to the culture that they're following, then we, as being influencers of the culture, have to educate them on what that means. Right, because the culture is going to do what the culture does. It's not it, no no one yeah, individual can stop it. Yeah, I'm not saying you can it. stop it, but also it, it. I don't think you can curtail it. I don't. I don't think you can slow it down. I don't think. I mean, there's there's like in the example of you feeling a little some kind of way about the the, the Asian kids mm -hmm. using the word with each other and all that. I would smile at it. I was be proud like, and disappointed all at, at the same niggas. time. That's what I would say. Look at these niggas. <laughs> just, just simply because they they are a little uneducated around the word and why it's being used. Oh, I just said, y'all yeah. niggas make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> They probably would be happy about that. Like, oh, cultural acceptance. Well, Somebody for me, it, they, it, was, yeah. it was true conflict in my emotions. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> maybe it's a teacher. Maybe I was like, that's a teacher moment. <laughs> let's, it, it let's talk about what's wrong with it. Because, and and again, moment. for me, the reason being is like, 
I have stopped people. I have checked people for for saying that word. But it was something, I don't know if it's something that's been taught to me, the way we use nigga versus nigger, but the way they were saying it just felt so real. Authentic. So authentic. Hey, boy, they got, right, because they, they, they truly, to all right, they they truly bought they into the culture. But I also felt responsibility because I provide tacit approval to that type of behavior when I stamp the culture. Right? When I say, when I play down for my niggas instead of down for my hitters. When I help to push all this stuff out, we're, yeah. we're promoting this. And then when other cultures begin to absorb it, how then can we get offended when they begin to reproduce and replicate, rather, what it is that we push out for them I don't think we should get offended. I, I mean, because if one is... Because we're doing form, it. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we're creating it. We're supporting it. We're, we're, we're enabling it to continuously grow, right? Like... I, you, but again, like you offended. said, you can't control it. You can't control people Mm-mm. getting offended by that word. No, I mean, like, but, but you can't but, stop. But this them is the thing: from... what are you offended for? It's obvious just from our conversation that as a collective Black folk, we struggle with this topic, right? So, Dr. Corey, why do you think it is that we struggle so hard with something as simple yet complex as a word? Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Well, I think it's, um, you know, we do want to be free, right? right. We want to be true. free to do whatever. And yep. it does seem like a burden. Like, why right. do we have to be better than or raise, or raise ourselves to a certain standard that is higher than it was required of, like, just Americans in general? Right. Right? Because no one else has to sort of worry about, well, am I saying a word that, you know, you don't hear the same um, kind of worry about, you know, people being, well, I wasn't going to say that word. I'll, I'll not say it, just in case. But I was just like, well, if you hear white people call other people uh, rednecks, right? right? Like, they don't have any conflict about it. I mean, there's a com- white comedian, he made a whole... Um, you know, career around other way, white people yeah. rednecks, right? And or they'll make jokes about them being backwards or whatever like that. And there is no burden, right? Like they, they can do that absolutely without worrying about, oh, well, does this make us look bad? Or what if other kids hear this and start calling each other uh, this term or, you know, some that are worse, right? But I think that this is the same thing that has plagued, you know, uh, black thinkers and writers and musicians since we've been here, right? Yep. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. we're not able. You can, you know, make a minstrel show and tap dance 
and, you know, <laughs> black in your face. You can do that, mm-hmm. right? But there's a cultural cost, right, for black people. So there are some people that were stepping, fetching it all the way mm-hmm. to the bank, right? Mm-hmm. But there are other people like, okay, <laughs> no, that hurts us, right? You can't, you need to think better. And I think that that's our conundrum. There are always going to be people who say you need to do better. And I don't, and I think that they know that there is a cultural cost, right? We can do these things. We can say whatever we want. We Beats be bumping. We get it, right? But there's a cultural cost. And the, and the question is whether we're willing to pay it. Question, is there more history to the word than we realize? Like I said, I think that one of the things that's really uh, interesting is how the word's been used. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this uh, professor in 2002, Randall Kennedy. He's a law professor at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a whole book. Nigga. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the name of the book, right? The book so, the and he was like, you know, let's delve into the history of this word. And what he said, which I thought was really interesting, is that you can go back and see the way that it was used, right? Like, you can understand the first time that it appears in literature, Mm. right? Uh, You can look at, which is around the 1500s, right? You can look at all of these things, like, sort of across the world, you know, in terms of the way that they talk about Black folk. But what it boils down to, again, is the question about today, how is it used in culture and how does it impact you, if at all? And I think that um, what people be like, I think people be shocked to find it was really just a term that was about black people. Right. That was just saying that we have black people from this black land. Right? Right. And then how that we have black people you know, turned into we have slaves. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Turned into we have people that we don't want to live here. Right? Right. Turned into, you know, black people saying, oh, well, I'm going to call my friends that, but still you have white people using this to mean we have these people that are not equal and we don't want to live here and we don't want to give equal rights. So I think that it shows... That, that words do change, but that also that there is a lot of um, history invested in certain things that make it difficult to change in the way. Because we're still having the effects of slavery, right? Right. We could say, oh, well, they freed the slaves. And, and so I could call you a slave and it don't mean the same thing, right? But no, you're going to be like, I don't care, right? It's right. going to mean... The same thing, right? Even after the Emancipation Proclamation, right. right? And I feel that that's the the. I think if you look at the history of the word, and even if you read back, you'll see that it it was particularly entrenched for the purpose of, um, you know, making black people lesser. Gotcha. So, yeah. I I want to add to that just a little bit. Um, do you think that the word nigger er specifically had more power? when we were enslaved or today? And I'll add just a little bit more context because I've thought about this and I, and I kind of go back and forth. I don't think it will be a popular opinion, but it almost feels like to me today it's more of a powerful, hurtful word than it was even then. And the reason I say that is because if you think about the way the word was used so overbearingly for all of us, period, right? It was commonly accepted as a term that was meant to modify 
a black man or a black woman. Therefore, that means there were children who were born into the world where they never saw us referred to as anything else. Right. So why would they call us anything else, right? right? Now, the reason I feel like today may even be more powerful is because today we are not commonly referred to walking down the street as niggers, at least not out loud, right. right? So when someone makes the choice to use that word to modify me out loud in public, they are reaching back to reinforce the stereotypes, the perceptions, and the thoughts that people had of me holistically all those years back. In context, though, like, right. like when you use the word, you have to use it in context. Like, in this context, you are talking about a white person. Yes, Right, using it to specifically but hurt black me. people yeah. called but, other black people correct, the n-word it's, it's in not, slavery. So you can say that But was the meaning it, the same? Yeah. No, I don't yeah, think so. I don't right. think so. Right, they would be no. like, oh, Master Henry. So, you know, <laughs> so, to his <laughs> right? Like, they meant the exact same thing, right? Go back to Django. Now, no, your boy's I, character, Samuel Jackson's character in Django, when he said it, he meant that shit. <laughs> but I'm saying that <laughs> but no, that no, no, is, but, but no, that's a whole, like, the, in context. It, no, you can you read, got, you got, you, you can got, you got, if you ever read. You got the black man who think he white. Right, <laughs> using the word nigga. That, that's a completely like, different stories or histories or stuff from the the period. They would be just like, oh, you know, right? Like I, that's my sorry, my slave boys. I need to stop. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I come up with this voice. Like that's how all you know. It's like I was like, oh, it's so. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize to black people. That's my slave. They all talk like that. Like, they right. all talk like, uh, you know, Uncle oh. Ben and Uncle Rebus. No, they did not all talk like that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let me just do my regular voice. But, you know, to they your defense, would... we all do do that. <laughs> though, right? Everybody do, black do, do got that. a. I mean, do they? I was yeah. thinking that's just my problem. Yes. yes, we're on Wild Black. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. Like, we, like, it. Before you said anything, everybody knew exactly what you were thinking about and started laughing and shit. That, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's why it was funny. It hey, was, we got to keep like, it real. You're right. You 100% right. It, it, it was, was like, like oh. Like going in a voice. Yeah. Right now, half our listeners are talking in Nate Slater. Right now. Like, right oh. <laughs> right. And y'all stop it. You should be ashamed of your You're damn self. Right? Stop right? it. Stop right. that. <laughs> Trying to be positive. All right, Dr. Corey, sorry. Back to you. This, boy, this episode here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Power then versus now. Oh, so what What I'm saying is they use it in the same way. And, and normally, as we know, black people had, you know, we had a negative self-image about other black people. That is not, that's not surprising, right? Like, so they would sort of talk about... You know, not always, right? I'm not talking about Frederick Douglass or Harriet Tubman. I'm talking about just, you know, uh, when they just sort of referred to, you know, other black people who were enslaved. Like, it was not um, unusual. Like, you can read, you know, WPA slave narratives and stuff, and they will say, you know, old master so-and-so had... They won't say 10 enslaved people oh, or 10 Africans yeah. or 10 family members. Well, they will use the N-word. But but so in, in, to in, mean co- the same way white people. Meaning, so it. this this is in a time yeah. where folks weren't reading, Correct. right? It was and illegal. The only thing that they knew that was to the refer word to, to refer to us. Other people that look like us would be that word. So that's what I mean. It's different. Like if I walked mm-hmm. up to you and said, that today versus when they were saying it, that's right. completely different. But I, I think to that same point is why to me today, 
it feels more powerful. Because then, to some people, there were no other options because we were niggers. That's what we were to all these people. They didn't, they didn't have the option because they didn't even recognize us as African-American or black or anything. Like, to us, that was the word that applied. So, therefore, that was the word that was used. And so you think, when should, they we, you think we should stop using it completely? I see, I struggle. See, see where, where you so, going? So, okay, where you so, going? So two things. Because I'm real binary. I'm like, either you in the game or you out the game. Like, so, we're going to use it or we to not. your point, I'm, I'm going to go back to that article. And I'm going to read another portion of it that talks about what you just said. So, as a reminder, this is from the 2017 article from The Undefeated. If you truly knew what the N-word meant to your ancestors, you'd never use it. All right. Nigger also signaled... Antipathy. Antipathy means disrespect, the, the opposite of empathy, uh, toward fellow black folks. After the end of slavery, Maddie Mormon went to North Wisconsin with a white family for whom she worked. Members of the family wanted to go to a circus to watch a black boy's performance. She told the interviewer, you want to use your slave voice? For me? <laughs> no. I'm retired by slave voice. She told the interviewer, guess they thought it would be a treat for me to see another nigga. I told them, I almost did my slave voice, told them, Lord, don't you think I see lots, lots more than I want every day when I was at home? But read how she talks about the family's baby, whom she constantly watched over, fearing irrationally that someone would kidnap him. No matter what time they come home, they'd find me there. Why don't you go to your bedroom and lie down, they'd ask me. No, I'd tell them. Somebody might come in, and they would have to get that baby over my dead body. Her eyes fixated on the white baby, but she saw too many niggers. So the point here is they're talking about the way we use that word to refer to ourselves and the way that word de-emphasized the power that we had in ourselves. So much so that she began to want to look after a white baby more so than the people who look just like her. Man, when, when, did, when was that written? The article was written in 2017, but the interview was done with her, from a context standpoint, way back then where there were no other words. Correct. Yeah. Yep. The, 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 yes. All I'm saying is context, redefinition of the word. Well, I will That's really say, what that is. Um, there are times, even back it's then, when... Um, they used it for satire, right? Which is yeah. the way that uh, Dave Chappelle used it, the way mm -hmm. the Boondocks uses it. So <laughs> when you are using it to make fun of the fact, yeah. right, that people so easily read slave voice here, go into these kind mm -hmm. of scenarios where they would value the white baby over uh, the black baby. And I can see somebody making sort of fun of that so that people understand how ridiculous mm -hmm. it is. You know, that we find ourselves in a place where we value people of other races over Absolutely. ourselves. But it doesn't make it any less true. But I think you can use it in the sense that that where it is comedic. But our problem is we don't get satire. We'll be like, we don't understand it is a joke because you are really not supposed to be doing that. We in turn <laughs> turn around like, yeah. oh, that just means we Oh, just shit, I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not offended. We'll start saying, oh, that's that just means that that's what you're supposed to call people, right? right. That's how you should walk around because it, it's funny. Missing the satire, taking when, it for approval. When missing the satire. Oh, well, that's right? some ignorance, right? Yeah. That's a significant but it's, dose but of like ignorance. But like I said, but it's it's funny, right? Like, so on some level, using the N-word in those contexts are, it's just really funny, right? Like, and this is not just in the current, like Charles Chestnut, who wrote at the turn of the century during the Reconstruction, like he would write these, uh, you know, old... 
you know, like o- Uncle Remus kind of tales where yeah. these black men were always sitting down on the plantation telling stories. And that was, that's how he starts off. You know, he would say, you know, if it's one thing a nigga love, it's, you know, <laughs> chicken, right? And you you yeah. feel like that is the most stereotypical and actually, <laughs> but I, I reeled it back in. I didn't you, do you did. you did, you did. It was a straight fishing pole. He was like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't do the whole thing. Yeah. But, but it's so interesting, but, oh. but you realize he has a character doing that because he's like, this is how white people think all Correct. people. Correct. And it's yeah. ridiculous. Right. Now it's funny because it. like, there's some truth funny. to it, right? It's but it is ridiculous. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Cause like, it's, so it's satire, but it's got to be. And that's how comedy works. It's got to be based yeah. on some truth, or it's not funny. Right. 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 But absolutely. it's also he is reproducing this word, you know, throughout his work. Right. Even though he's making fun of the way white people see black people, in there he's just you know talking about. There's one called the Gooford Grapevine, and it's like literally. <laughs> It's good. It's it's wonderful. You should read it. So, you know, he's like, he's talking about grapes. And he's like, if there's one thing a nigga love, it's some scuppernog. So the whole uh, scuppernog grapes. And then, so the whole story is about how this enslaved black person tries to trick white people that the grapevine, that the, this vineyard they want to buy in North Carolina is... Uh, has roots put on it, like has a has a spell put right. on it. And so and so he can have all the grapes himself. So he sits there and talks about, well, you know, this is what, you know, that, I'm sorry, slave voice. This is what. <laughs> so this, that's this real is, nigga shit right there, right? right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's not worried I'm right about how to right. well He's yeah. not worried about reparations. Yep. He's worried about how he could get all these grapes. All the grapes. These, from these white people. Yes. Right? It calls him and every other black person an N-word all the way through. But it's funny. It's and hilarious. You, and you realize yeah. that at the end of the day, it was really about having power over white people because mm-hmm. they thought he was so stupid and he was just sitting there talking about some great... But you realize <laughs> that he could tell stories. Like, he could use... His, he was a trickster figure. He could use his stories yep. to the, get these white he people to leave his land, right? <laughs> yeah. So he told stories. Oh, I don't know. It might be haunted. Right, like all these grapes, you don't want these grapes. See, I like that. that yeah. I mean, that's that's a level of, of <laughs> thinking beyond. Like, it's, it's utilizing yeah. this stereotypical yeah. word against. So, Hell yeah! Like yeah. It, he he. He turned the fucking M16 around right. and used it, right? In your right. analogy earlier, like that. right? Well, and I, I like that. Is, I love that. Is our hip-hop doing that? Are we turning that around? Are we using it in a way that disarms, uh, you know, white folks? But when and you I turn around, you got to be careful not to shoot yourself. I can't say if my hip hop is doing that. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a, I don't have a binary answer for that one. That, that one is a little tough. Yeah, it's tough. Right. Yeah. It's tough. So that'd be great if it was like satire and you're just like, oh, well, let's look how this is real ridiculous. I mean, so why does Quint, why does Quentin Tarantino have this love affair with this N-word? That's what I would want to know. He does indeed. He does. Oh, have man. A love affair. In his Django, movies. Django is Pulp Fiction. One of my favorite. No, just from like literally love. all of them. Jackie yeah. Brown. Yeah. Like, they, they, yeah. do, they do uh, counts for his movies. They, they will yeah. tell you how many yep. are in there. Yeah. I, and that becomes one of those kind of questions. It's like, James Baldwin, why you need it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does it do for you? Now I'm questioning myself because I watch <laughs> yeah. the shit out of every one of the <laughs> right. movies. Y'all be in there quoting shit. shit. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. It's very quotable. All right, so, so tell me this. <laughs> um, I don't know if there is an answer to this. Where did the A come from versus the ER? 
Well, I think that's just, again, if you think about African-American vernacular English, that's just the way we pronounce it, right? So mm. it's just a part of the natural, there are a lot of words that we pronounce. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. binna, right? That's okay. not yeah, yeah. in a, okay. that's just the way we're going to say it, right? And I think that what happened so that just, is. So that, that came from, that came from just simple pronunciation. Simple pronunciation, but I think that then it, it offered an avenue to say, well, actually, this is a separate separate yes. word. And then my thing is, is it a, is finna, is I'm getting ready to do something and finna, two different words. My question, I don't think it really is. It's just, it gives it a cultural relevance. That's interesting because you it, until you way. said that, in my mind, they've always been two separate words. Right. Nigger and nigga were two different words. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. But Finna (laughs) was the same word. It's the same word. I mean... It's just like any other foreign language you learn. Mm -hmm. They have equivalents in English, right? So African-American vernacular English has equivalents in the standard, I don't even want to use standard, in European English, right? Right. Like They have have equivalents. And it doesn't make it wrong that you're speaking black English, but it just makes it a different language. But it it means the same thing, right? It doesn't necessarily mean a different language different thing but we like to tell ourselves it's totally because it's an a <laughs> right it's funny because like yeah. men- mentally two different words over here yeah not, not even because i don't I, think enough about I, it obviously. i get it it sounds good but that's not the way the english language works but if that's what we go wrong with we go wrong <laughs> right right but <laughs> so, but in honesty it's the same, fucking same, word. same like, you use it, yeah <laughs> and i like the correlation of a. finna like with the yeah. A. Well, you know, I put an A on it, so it's different now. <laughs> was that your slave? Voice? No, that, that was that was, that was, that was my kid. I'm kid, I'm kid. That was my deep black brother voice. Okay. <laughs> I retired my slave voice. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm trying to retire mine. Yeah, it's come out a couple times. Though. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, man. It's like, like one of those things you struggle to do better. I right. Like we we all have our struggles. And yeah. While I was reading it, I was thinking consciously, don't pronounce it like that. Say it the right way. Yeah. Because the slave voice will try to come out. It like, will um, come out. Uh, who, who, in a nigga, who was, who said that? Melanie. Remember Mel- that Melanie episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So My inner nigga we, came out. We all have that. <laughs> I love, with, yeah, that was a great. Oh. <laughs> all right, so, so tell me this. When it, when it comes to the N-word, what would you have black culture, black society do with it? I mean, I think that, that that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to give pronouncements on right, what you fair. should or shouldn't do. Fair. But what I can say is that we have to have, you have to understand, right? Like, so I'm a yeah. teacher, and what I don't want is, like I said, the kind of arguments, oh, I'm using this because it's a totally different word. No, it's not. Right. But if, you, so, right. But if you're going to use if, it. If you're going to yep. argue, argue in reality. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Yep. Like, let's start on the same, the same place. <laughs> like, it is the same word. But let's talk about, <laughs> is it possible for you to 
to use this word and have a positive meaning. That's a different conversation yeah. than yes, very much. I'm yes. trying to convince you that it's from the ancient Egyptian that means, like, you know, you really. <laughs> Nigga is from. You can the, literally, the, <laughs> right? Like, it's, no, no, it's not. Like, it was know, written on a, on a, on a, on a scroll <laughs> right. in Egypt and shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like that is literally not where they came from. Right. That is not where a single person <laughs> who was a slave owner got that word, right? Like, let's just stop that because that's right. not true. You might want it to mean that, and maybe you could talk about how if you go and change the word, we're going to try to change it to that, but that's not its original. Right. And we're going to lie about changing yeah. the word, right? <laughs> like, this, this is when you get into that fake shit. Like, oh, this is what it, yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> it's like the Willie Lynch letter of 2000s, yes. right? Like, it's like the Willie Lynch letter is not true, but you can't tell nobody that. They'll be like, what? But in the Willie Lynch letter, it says, you know, if you mm-hmm. teach somebody, okay, well, let's talk about what you do, what you can read. Well, what if French Doesn't say what did David Walker say? What did all these other people say? You don't have to necessarily go to people. So wait a minute. So you just educated me on some sort of Willie Lynch letter is not true. Oh Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It is fake. But it's not saying that the ideas. Right. The, f- the philosophy and the right. strategies wasn't were right. real. But there was no Willie yeah. Lynch letter that not, was no, well, circulated throughout the South. No. Like, Thomas Jefferson wrote the whole notes of the state of Virginia. Like, you don't have to go. You don't need a Willie Lynch yeah, letter. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. He was like, this is how you run Negroes, right? Right. Like, it's the, like a management book. From the cradle to the grave, yeah. yep, right? Absolutely. You need a yeah. Willie Lynch. Yep. I'm, yep, I'm, yep. I'm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <clears throat> the last question I want to ask is, you have talked about several resources. You've mentioned several books. Mm. You've mentioned several speeches. You've mentioned several people. So for our listeners who are interested in, in getting closer to the reality behind this word, whether they agree with it or disagree with it, what resources would you recommend people begin to dive into? Well, I would mention the Randall uh, Kennedy book because I think it does a good job just going and on. And that book is the- it's called Nigger. On the etymology right. of the word, the history of the meaning of the word. Right. Um, I would also look at, to give the other side, Dick Gregory's book, which is also called... Hmm. I didn't know that. Nigga, right? Okay. So that's the title of his autobiography. Right. And one of the things that I think that does is it sets up why he would call his life story that. Right. Right? And, and justifiably so. And that's partly because this is the way that the world... And America is trying, what they're trying to turn him into. Right. <clears throat> Same thing, Gil Scott Heron has, it's a novel called The Nigger Factory. Um, there is a, but by and large, back to James Baldwin, I would start with um, his movie, I'm Not Your Negro. Yeah, that's a very good mm-hmm. Because the original quote was, I'm not your nigger, right? So mm-hmm. in the fact that they changed that, I think becomes really interesting because if you actually go and look and look at the movie to see what he's talking about, it's like he's actually trying to say, you know, well, he's talking about the, the murder of Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. Right who were friends of his. But really, it is about what it means to be the N-word, not a Negro, in America, right? And I think Mm. that that becomes, and how it literally leads to your death. And it leads to all these men dying. So I would recommend that, too. And anything that he writes, right? Notes of the Native Son. You know, just literally just pick up anything James Baldwin 
Yeah, the listeners of Wild Black get their fair dose of James Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, we, so we we're we're based on one of his quotes, and he has come yeah. up many many times on the on the podcast. Okay, cool, Art brother, you got anything, man? Hey, I love it. I love it. I love the conversation. This is a good I, one. This is a really yeah, it, good one. It, and I love the fact that that how you, I'm not here to tell you how to think about the word outside of you being educated about what the word is. Right. I love that. I mean, that that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't look at anybody differently who uses it or doesn't use right. it. Right. It, it is a matter of perspective. As yeah. long as you are educated on its use and context and yes, like I, I, I love the conversation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing our, our listeners with. And I know you're going to be bumping see murder and see Oh, yeah. In the, in the car. I might even roll the windows down. <laughs> in yeah. Roswell. It's, it's a little cold, though. But. Right. <laughs> so, Dr. Corey, at the end of every episode, we give the, the floor over to our guest. We allow you to tell the people, the listeners, whatever it is that is on your mind or heart to share with them. So. Talk to them. And please, if you want them to, tell them where they can follow you, where they can read more about you, where they can learn more about you. Okay. Wow. That's like a lot. So <laughs> on, I love conversation. So you can see I like to talk. And oh, yes, probably my students great. will tell you I probably talk too much. But on Twitter, I'm just at Prof Claiborne. So hit me up. Um, and I think the biggest thing. P-R-O-F. P-R-O-F-C-L-A-I-B-O-R-N-E. There we go. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things uh, for me is, you know, just love black people. And whatever yeah. you do, if it comes from that, I yep. think that you'll be okay, Ooh. right? If it really is about that at the end of the day, it is not about anybody telling you how you need to do that, but just right. love black people. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Well, while black... That's it. Well, you, you you ain't got no words. Oh, oh, oh you gotta have some words. You, you, you gotta have some words. Yes. Well, black, that ain't quite it. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's rewind. Um, man, don't, the only thing I would say is I agree with 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 the the ideas that came from the room today. That we're not here to tell you yes or no on the word, but it would be appreciated if where regardless as to where you land and how you feel about using word, make sure that it's factual, right? Make sure that you are coming from a place of facts and not just speculation as to why you're doing what you're doing. Because when we share information that happens to be false, we're doing no one any justice. So that's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been a good one. Peace. We out. We out. Peace. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.